do want to also mention some breaking news today um, uh, with Deshaun Watson. Supposedly, um, according to Tony Busby, the lawyers for a lot of plaintiffs in the Watson uh, case cases, uh, 20 of those lawsuits have been settled, 20 out of 24. Um, apparently, uh, out of 25 lawsuits, one was dropped, so it's down to 24. So 20 of them have been settled. And now we'll wait to see if the NFL uh, is going to hand out any suspensions for Deshaun Watson. I think personally he's going to get suspended for a few games. May I don't anticipate a whole year, but we'll just have to wait and see um, what what the NFL thinks of these allegations. Um, also, new details today. Um, a letter apparently has allegations that uh, the commander's owner, Dan Snyder, uh, committed sexual assault in 2009. That's a new story. I'll have to look into that. Um, and the Stanley Cup Finals going on right now. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning just won game three uh, last night. So they're down two games to one versus the Avalanche. They had a nice response after they got cream 7 nothing in uh, Denver on uh, Saturday night, I believe. So uh, it's anybody's series right now, and Tampa has game four. So it could easily be 2-2 two to two going back to Colorado, and we'll just have to uh, we'll just have to see how that uh, plays out. And also today, the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, got, got an MVP on Austin Matthews, uh, got the Hart Trophy. So uh, now on to the main stuff. Howdy guys, welcome back to Time Out with Lance. We got a lot to get to in this episode as usual. Uh, first, I'm going to talk about uh, the Warriors winning the NBA championship uh, last uh, Thursday night. It wrapped up Warriors in six. That was my original finals prediction. Um, so I'm happy to see that uh, come true for once. One of my predictions panned out. Uh, so Warriors win in six over the Celtics. Uh, Steph Curry, Finals MVP. This is the Warriors' uh, fourth NBA championship in the past eight seasons. Um, the fourth title for the trio of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. And uh, this time they do it with a little bit different cast of characters. Uh, this time they don't have Kevin Durant around or Harrison Barnes, Leandro Barbosa, Sean Livingston. Uh, instead, they have guys like uh, Andrew Wiggins, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, um, just a different cast of characters. Um, and my main takeaway is uh, Steph Curry played his you-know-what off this series. Um, every game except for Game 5, he put up monster numbers, especially in, especially in Game 4 when the Warriors were down two games to one in the Garden, in TD Garden, and uh, they could not afford to really go down 3-1 against the Celtics' uh, tenacious defense. So Curry uh, went for 43 points, uh, absolutely lit up the Celtics. And then once he got to game six, you could see the Celtics were kind of just out of gas. Uh, the war, they, the Celtics did get off to a fast start in that game, 14-2. to But the Warriors started hitting shots, and then... The Celtics, I think, panicked a little bit, started to 
match the Warriors' tempo and make it into a track meet instead of just pounding the ball inside and take advantage of the Warriors' lack of size and the lack of uh, rim protection. Um, so that's on the Celtics, and uh, yeah. Jason Tatum, I do not believe he's a superstar at the moment. You you can say, yeah, he's their best player, but just because he's their best player doesn't make him a superstar. Um, I don't think... Yes, he outdueled Kevin Durant, Giannis, and I guess you can say Jimmy Butler in the playoffs. Um, but here's the thing. If the Bucks had Chris Middleton, like everybody else is saying, uh, the Celtics get beat by the Bucks, And uh, the Heat were one Jimmy Butler three-pointer away from, I think, going to the from getting bounced in the Eastern Conference Finals. So the Celtics... They're a really good team. Don't get me wrong. They they do have the number one defense in the league, no doubt, especially since the new year. That is indisputable. There's statistical evidence to back that up. Um, they play very physical on defense. It harkens back to the 90s area, 90s era basketball, which I know I didn't watch, but um, I read a lot of stuff, and it was a much more physical game back then. And that def- this that their defense definitely gave uh, Kevin Durant and other stars problems throughout these playoffs. But in the end, they do not have the offensive firepower as the as the Warriors. Um, the Warriors, like I said, the big three of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and then you got I forgot to mention Jordan Poole, who in early in these playoffs was looking like a legitimate like fourth star on the Warriors. Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, uh, both of those guys have the potential to go for 25 to 30 on any given night. And you got young young studs, like I said, Kaminga and Moody, who didn't play huge roles in the finals really at all, but they're coming up. And uh, the Celtics, in the end, they just don't... they. They didn't have enough offensive fire, firepower to keep up. And everybody's now saying they need a point guard, like a point guard who can score, but also distribute, run the offense a little more. Marcus Smart, he's listed as a point guard, but he's the defensive player. Of the, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. He's defensive player of the year, but a, he's much more a defensive stopper than a player who knows how to run the point. Um this whole Jason Tatum is like Kobe thing. It needs to stop. Uh, first of all, Jason Tatum is nowhere near Kobe's level in terms of production yet, or really mentality. Um, he openly said during the finals on several occasions that he doesn't, doesn't have confidence of being the go-to number one guy on the team. Uh, I don't think he can ball handle. I don't think he can handle the ball like a LeBron or a KD or Giannis, or Steph. Um, and it, it shows by having 100 turnovers in these playoffs. That's just not going to get it done um, This that deep into the playoffs. So the Celtics, really good team. Um, if they get a really good, really, really good point guard, uh, like maybe if they trade for Mike Conley, or if they get Malcolm Brogdon from the Pacers, or if they can get maybe a stretch four or something if they, and if Robert Williams can stay healthy the entire season, then they get a really nice team in the Eastern conference, which has a lot of good teams. So I'm not saying the Celtics won't make it back here, but um, 
they definitely need to refine their offense a little bit. Um, they don't need to make Jason Tatum take 30 to 40 shots a night because that can only get you so far. And uh, they they did really well whenever uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart each scored over 20 points. They were darn near unbeatable when that was the case. But in the end, they're, they're just not built like that. So they need to do something different if, if they want to get back to the finals, which getting back to the finals is not easy. Um, and on the Warriors' side, I mean, they basically will have the same team as of right now going into next season with a healthy James Wiseman. If you don't know, James Wiseman is their seven-foot uh, center who was injured all year. So they they had very little athleticism and rib protection on defense. And you add that, plus he shoots. Like, the Warriors darn near have no weaknesses on their team. The only dif- The only real weakness, quote-unquote, I could see is maybe not having a stretch four, but they have so much elite shooting that you don't really need a really big, really big time stretch four per se, like Steph Curry, greatest shooter, arguably ever clay Thompson, who should be much better than he was in these playoffs. Um, hopefully he'll get back to being darn near the best two way player in the game. Um, and Andrew Wiggins should take a next, should be able to take a, another step in his, in his game. Like, I mean, Draymond's going to do his thing, like, and the Warriors' pieces off the bench I mentioned, like Poole, Kaminga, and Moody. Uh, I don't see why they get back to at least the Western Conference Finals. And right now, they're the Vegas betting favorite, favorite to make uh, the finals and win the championship again. So I won't be surprised if that happens again. And if the Warriors win a fifth, ch- a fifth title in nine seasons, uh, then Steph Curry is for sure a top 10 player of all time. I don't care what anybody says about anything. Um, it's, it is debatable, debatable right now. If he's in the top 10, he's probably in the top 15 um, in my opinion, but if he wins a fifth title, then he's definitely in the top 10. There's no ifs, ands or buts about that. So NBA season is over. Um, and now we are into the off season and the NBA draft is just a couple nights away this Thursday night. And the big three, that are probably going to go off the board first are Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga, Jabari Smith from Auburn, and Paolo Bancaro from Duke. Uh, those are the big three that everybody's been talking about. Uh, the fourth guy, Jaden Ivey from Purdue, um, he's kind of that next big-time tier, like S-tier type player that could be an all-star almost immediately, maybe. But uh, Bancaro, Smith, and Holmgren have way more upside, I think, or teams i think uh view those other three as having more uh starter and uh, uh, all-star potential than ivy uh, other names to watch in the draft are keegan murray from iowa shaden sharp from kentucky uh dyson daniels from the g league uh benedict mathurin from arizona jalen duran from duran from memphis johnny davis from wisconsin um further down the list aj griffin from duke uh, Mark Williams from Duke, uh, Ochai Abadji from Kansas, Jeremy Sochan from Baylor, Tari Eason from uh, LSU, Ty Ty Washington Jr. from Kentucky. The list goes on. Walker Kessler from Auburn it's another notable name. Jalen Jaden Hardy from the G League. Um, Going to be interesting to see all those names, where they go. Um, it sounds like... Uh, 
the Magic, who had the number one pick, are leaning toward Javari Smith. And since uh, the Rockets ended up trading Christian Wood uh, to the Mavericks, I'll get to that in a second. Um, it seems that signals to me that they want Paulo Bancaro as their new power forward. Like he's 6'10". Um, he, he displayed at times at Duke that he can take over a game. Uh, we'll see how he pairs next to Jalen Green, who's a freak athlete who scores a lot for the Rockets. Um, th- that's a nice duo, in my opinion. And if the Rockets can put pieces around them, then they can start building toward playoff contention for the next two to three years. Um, so that'll be interesting. And Jabari Smith, I don't know how he's going to do on the Magic. Um, I-, I wish him luck because the Magic are going uh, nowhere fast. And Chet Holmgren, my only thing is he has all all the potential in the world. The sky's the limit for the guy, but um, if he doesn't put on weight, then he might get beat up. I'm just saying I, there are a lot of guys who are been small and they've done all right, but uh, they, I, I think Chet needs to put on some weight. So other, other news going on in the NBA these days. So I mentioned the Christian Wood trade for the Rockets. Uh, they shift him up I-45 to the Dallas Mavericks. So Luka Doncic gets a another solid player to go with him. Uh, Christian Wood, he's not a superstar, but he's a really good player. I would say bordering on all-star. Um, and the Mavs could make other moves uh, in the offseason with free agency and trades. That's remaining to be seen. But with this Christian Wood trade, the Rockets, they get back a 2022 draft pick from the Mavs. Plus Boban Marjanovic, the tallest player in the game. Uh, Trey Burke and Marquise Chris, some other players go back to the Rockets. Um, so like I said, Luca gets a really good player to go with him. Uh, maybe have a nice inside outside game with Christian Wood. And it remains to be seen if, uh, if Luca can get another player, like let's say Zach Levine to join him in Dallas. Uh, but it's, that's a good first step from the Mavericks. If they really want to start take, you know, taking this, uh, championship window with Luca not being paid seriously. Other news, uh, Quinn Snyder, he uh, reportedly stepped down from the jazz head coaching job. Uh, Donovan Mitchell apparently was shocked by it. Um, and he said, Quinn Snyder came out and said that the, the jazz need a new voice, which I really agree. The jazz do need a new voice in their locker room because they were just a perennial get to the first or second round, but then just get bounced out was not really threatening anybody to go any farther than the second round. Um, and there's rumors that they could get rid of Rudy Gobert this offseason and eventually trade Donovan Mitchell. Now, with the All-Star game being in Utah this next season, I don't personally, I don't I don't think that they're going to trade him um, because, you know, if Donovan Mitchell is not there to uh, really host the All-Star activities for the Jazz, then that's just going to be a bad look. Um, but... We'll have to see these offseason moves, what the Jazz are going to do with the roster, because um, Danny Age, their new GM, is certainly, and Dwayne Wade also uh, owns a minority of the team. They they need to figure out something for this franchise, because um, it's been a long time since they've been a real serious contender to win a championship, ever since the 90s, where they lost to Jordan uh, on the shot in Game 6. Um, another head coach is not no longer a head coach. Uh, Kenny Atkinson, he was going to coach the Hornets and LaMelo Ball. 
Um, but he decided to stay with the Warriors as an assistant. He did reportedly signed a four-year deal. So now the Warriors uh, keep Kenny Atkinson, and he is not going to coach the Hornets. Now the Hornets reportedly are talking to Mike D'Antoni, the former head coach of the Lakers, the Rockets, the Knicks, you name it. Um, yeah, if that's the case, then Charlotte, good luck playing defense because D'Antoni does not care about defense one iota. Uh, a trade went down uh, recently with the Nuggets. They traded Jamichael Green uh, to the Thunder and a 2027 first-round pick to the Thunder as well. And the Nuggets, they got back the 30th pick this year and two future second-round picks. So a trade, but relatively insignificant in terms of uh, star power. All righty. Well, moving on to uh, Major League Baseball. A couple of managers got fired since the last time I talked to you guys. Um, Joe Madden got fired from the Angels after a 12-game losing streak. Um, the Angels, really, it's sad to see Shohei Atani and Mike Trout on that team because they're going nowhere fast. And Anthony Radone also got lost to the seat, lost for this season again with right wrist surgery. Anthony Radone turning out to be one of the worst contracts ever. Um 10 or 12 year deal. And he's already been out for the first two or three seasons of his deal. Like just an atrocious contract contract for the angels to hand out and Trout and Otani deserve better. Now Trout, I will say has not been doing well this season, um, by his standards. Uh, but yeah, the angels, they need to do a lot better than they have been doing. Um, and Joe Madden getting ring to Joe Madden, kind of a retread at this point um, was a good first step in correcting things. Phillies, they got rid of uh, Joe Girardi and reportedly the Phillies have a damn good record uh, when, after Girardi got fired, um, they were like 10 and one or something at one point after he was fired. So good for the Phillies. And they are in third place right now in the NL East uh, behind uh, the Mets and the Braves, but uh, they they definitely have turned it turned it around quite a bit ever since they fired Joe Girardi. Uh, moving on to my Astros, Jordan Alvarez got his big contract. Uh, he is probably the best DH in the game right now. Um, I it's really hard to argue against that with the numbers and consistency he's put up the past several past few years. I I should say. Uh, but the contract is for six years, $115 million, and he will be signed with the Strohs through 2028 if he wishes to stay with the club that long. And that is the uh, most uh, money for a DH in the history of Major League Baseball. So uh comes to mind that uh, Big Poppy, David Ortiz for the Red Sox, did not get that much money. So good for Jordan Alvarez. He uh, definitely deserves it with all the all the stuff he's been putting up. All right, moving to the NFL now. Um, the heir of Walmart is purchasing the Broncos for $4.5 billion, so not a surprise there. Um, the Broncos owner passed away uh, three or four years ago, and the team is now finally owned. And, you know, the Broncos, they have a lot of exciting stuff coming up with Russell Wilson coming in at quarterback, so they can – compete in an already loaded AFC West with the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Raiders. 
and the Broncos should be a playoff team uh, for the next five to 10 years easily with Russell Wilson at quarterback if if he chooses to stay with the Broncos, and I think he will. And news came out today that Rob Gronkowski has retired, um, tight end with the Buccaneers and the Patriots. Gronk was 33 years old. He played 11 seasons in the league, uh, won four Super Bowls, all with Tom Brady, four-time All-Pro, five Pro Bowls. Um, Second most, uh, I think, receiving uh, touchdowns in playoff history. Um, And he was no doubt in his in his prime the best tight end in the game uh one of the best tight ends of all time i think uh sure first ballot hall of famer with his numbers um it's hard to argue with those numbers that i just presented that he's not in the hall of fame it's just like it's it's really really or really difficult to deny that so congrats to gronk um he has a lot of other endeavors he's involved with nick a lot He's been on WWE recently in the past few years. Um, he can be a media personality. He can basically do whatever he wants. He's a really great personality, fun guy, seems to hang around with, party with, have a beer with, just um, sounds like a jovial guy and uh, glad that he's going into retirement um, with a lot of accomplishments and a lot of money, and he, he will be a Hall of Famer very, very soon. Uh, Romeo Cornell, he uh, recently has been the Texans defensive coordinator, but he is now retired and he has coached the NFL for 50 years, 50 years of coaching. That that is that's just crazy to me. 50 years of coaching football um, since 1972 that. He has definitely seen quite a bit. Uh, he, Romeo Cornell, he was the head coach of the Browns, Chiefs, and Texans at different tenures in his career. Uh, regarded as one of the best defensive coaches of all time. Well, well respected around uh, the entire NFL. And congrats to Romeo on 50 years of coaching and a blessed retirement. Um, Aaron Donald finally got paid from the Rams. Uh, he is now, Aaron Donald is now the highest paid non-quarterback player in the league extended for two years 60 million and his contract is now up to three years 95 million so he gets paid over 30 million a season definitely deserves it with all the accolades he's gotten still in his prime um won a super bowl at the rams going nowhere he hinted at retirement but he he still wants to play for the rams uh, let's be honest he wanted to get paid so play out the rest of this contract with the Rams and see how it, it is down the line, but he gets his money and he definitely deserves it. Ryan Fitzpatrick is now retired. Uh, 17 seasons. He played for eight or nine teams, uh, bounced all over the league. Uh, with the Bills, the Jets, the, the Texans, the Commanders, formerly the Redskins. Um whole host of the Dolphins, whole host of other teams that he played for. Uh, Fitzception, uh, Fitzmagic, whatever you want to call him, Journeyman, um, 17 seasons. Uh, we'll be, the NFL will definitely be missing him. All right, uh, moving on to uh, golf. So the big news in golf these days, um, besides Matt Fitzpatrick winning the U.S. Open this past weekend, 
uh, no one really cared because everybody is talking about the Live Golf Tour, which um, is run by former PGA player Greg Norman and backed by the Saudis. Um, many, many high-profile players from the PGA have left. Today, uh, Brooks Kepka left. He's a four-time PGA Tour champion, major champion. Uh, Dustin Johnson has left. Um, Phil Mickelson was the first main guy to go. Uh, a whole host of other Charles Swartzel, uh, I think Lee Westwood. Uh, let me just let me just look up the list of uh, players who. Uh, oh yeah, Patrick Reed also Bryson DeChambeau. Um, you, you are just seeing a whole talent drain of, of players leaving, leaving the PGA tour. And my thing is, I mean, if they want the money, I'm not going to fault, I'm not going to fault them for doing it. Ricky Fowler is also another guy, um, who has left the PGA tour and the PGA can threaten the guys all they want. But if the, if the live is going to give them all that money, then they won't, they don't really care. They, they, they have all the comfort in the world with all that money. Um, so the PGA is going to have to respond uh, quickly and creatively if they want to remain relevant, really, because Roy McIlroy can speak out all he wants and Tiger Woods can be on the PGA Tour still, but money talks and uh, Liv is definitely, definitely driving a, making a big, big splash in the golf world. So a very... Curious story to follow, and uh, I'll definitely be keeping tabs on this. A um, couple more stories before we head out. Um, so Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, I mentioned a while back that these uh, schools will be joining the Big 12 Conference. Uh, well, each of them will be joining the Big 12 Conference officially uh, next year on July, 20, on July 1st, 2023, and each school will officially pay the AAC $18 million to leave that conference and join the big 12. And finally, all of the world cup, uh, 2026 cities and venues were selected last week. Um, the 2026 world cup is a joint effort between the United States, Canada, and Mexico. So you were going to get cities in all three countries that are going to host. Well, and here are the cities, uh, first in America, you got New York, Los Angeles, Dallas, San Francisco, Miami, Atlanta, Seattle, Houston, Philadelphia, Kansas City, and Boston. In Mexico, you have Guadalajara, Monterey, and Mexico City. And then in Canada, Canada, you have Toronto and Vancouver. Um, and reportedly, um, SoFi Stadium out in Los Angeles is going to host the World Cup final for 2026. No surprise, because that's a uh, such a modern stadium, and like it just hosted the Super Bowl a few months ago. Um, a primetime spot for a lot of different things. Um, it makes sense to have an LA. Um, so I guess Jerry world doesn't make the cut in that, <laughs> but um, a lot of great stadiums uh, to be named uh, to host the world cup. And uh, no doubt that uh, the world cup's going to bring in a lot of tourists, a lot of money, a lot of other stuff too. Uh, with FIFA is always an interesting Interesting uh, body to follow, but you know the World Cup's going to bring eyeballs for sure, especially in America, with with soccer getting better uh, as U.S. soccer will compete in the World Cup finally in 2022 uh, this December in Qatar. 
All right, that is it for this episode. Thank you guys so much uh, for taking the time to listen to it. I really do appreciate it. Tell your friends and family about the show. Um, going to be putting out content throughout the summer. Um, go to anchor.fm slash Lance Sampson to support it. Really do appreciate it again. Um, and until next time, I will talk to you all later. Thank you and goodbye. Thank you.